This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by... Ignition Inc. 2016, Artist Alley Evolved. It is January 30th, 2016 from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Over 40 different artists and creators are selling artwork and creations. The tables will be filled with artists, creators, game board designers, authors, and more. Also, do is the first 100 people through the door get free burn bags. As well as there's going to be some amazing special cosplay guests. As well as the Cantina Arcade, which is sponsored by our friends from Free Play Florida and the Pinball Lounge. Yep, they're going to have a variety of arcade games and pinball machines, and there's going to be console video game tournaments sponsored by the Hourglass Brewery. Also, the Renaissance Nerds will be painting live at 1 p.m., and they're amazing. They're three artists on one canvas. You can't miss it. The Coffee Shop of Horrors is going to be there giving out free coffee samples. They'll be selling their coffees. And, of course, our boys from AG at Productions will be taking pictures in front of their green screen. And Deuce is going to be an official after party at the Hourglass Brewery starting at 6 p.m. Following video game tournaments, special deals, delicious brews, live performances by musician Billy Floyd and the dance group Mystic Flares. That's right. And all you got to do is go to www.ignitioninc.com or facebook.com forward slash ignitioninc. The tickets are $6 online or they're going to be $8 at the door. You definitely want to check it out. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course, I got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, Deuce. Of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And of course, every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. It's going to be a good night, my brother. Yes, sir. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Yes. Give me a little cheers there. Good times. <laughs> In our koozies, make no clink. We do that every time. I, and know, I don't know why. We do, but whatevs, whatevs. It's all good. Of course, Deuce, we're very excited. We have an awesome person tonight. She is, she's a Jill of all trades. No joke. Like, she's, she's as young as, I think, I don't know, three or four. She's been doing equestrian. She's a gymnast. She's a former thespian. Like, she's, like, into it all, dude. She does everything. She's also known for being a world-famous cosplayer, and she's into video games. She does she does everything. So we want to welcome the amazingly talented Danica Rockwood to the happy hour with uh, Johnny and Deuce. So welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So we're super stoked to have you. Um and one of the things I, I wanted to ask you real quick is because the biggest topic right now is Star Wars. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm so happy. I don't people who, is, who are listening to this to just, like, if you haven't seen Star Wars yet, shame on you and just turn it off because there's probably going to be some spoilers in this conversation. Obviously. Yeah, and we actually did it. We did a spoiler cast on episode 129. I so. saw that. Yeah, so we were like, if you haven't seen it yet, you probably don't want to listen to this episode. So wait, then come back and see. We even give people like what a ten minute. Yeah, warning? we gave them like a ten minute warning where we plugged like yeah, everything we've got just to give them enough time to walk to their computer and turn it off. What is it? It's the uh, it's January fifth. If you're a real Star Wars nerd, you would have freaking seen it already. Go away. <laughs> Absolutely, and I and. It's really cool because, like, you do some amazing work uh, with David Love Photography. And I saw this awesome shot on your Facebook page. I think it was on your Instagram. Um, and it was 
of you as a how, can you kind of tell me how this w happened like you you were a like a what do you call it like a female han solo like what do you call that oh yeah um i'll tell you how it happened uh i was born <laughs> <laughs> no i was i was just born han solo man um we did a, an image to tribute uh han solo actually i'll take that back it doesn't make much sense so actually i've been trying to do a female han solo for the past year because we're on the topic of force awakens this will make more sense um so for the whole year i really wanted to do a han shot first image really badly i mean i think all of our nerd inner nerd boners have that type of feel for it we wanted to do it so bad but the problem was, was I could have either made the holster myself or bought it online. And I was like, not really wanting to fork over $95 for the exact replica of the blaster. So I kind of just like skimped on it. And then for the whole year, I was like, well, the Star Wars movie's coming out. So I need to, I think I should do that because that's a trending topic. But little did I know, Han Solo fucking guys. So I was like, oh, that was perfect. Perfect costume, perfect idea, perfect everything. But the thing was, was I didn't see Star Wars uh, until two days after the movie aired or it went out. But I had my tickets early, but I needed to wait for my family and stuff so I could see it. And I told David, I was like, I'm just going to put the picture up like the day the Star Wars movie comes out. And then David saw it before I did. He goes, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it yet. And I was like, why not? He's like, I'm not going to ruin anything for you. Just don't do it yet. I'm like, but David, this photo is so cool. I'm going to put it up. And then like, I was so glad I waited. I was so glad I waited. <laughs> yeah, it turned out really good. And I also was curious, like, Greedo that's in there? Is that That's David. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's David. David's Greedo. I shot him. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out great. It looked like a still from the movie. Folks haven't seen yeah. it. Uh, definitely go check that out. Uh, is it uh, facebook.com forward slash Danica Rockwood official on Facebook, if memory serves? Yeah, probably. If you just Google Danica yeah. Rockwood. Yeah. I'll, I'll all pop up and uh if you even google danica rockwood han solo it might pop up so yeah it's pretty it's, simple it's pretty it's pretty dope <laughs> i i am uh if you, our, our studio i have i have a shrine to star wars uh, i've been a fan since I, as long as i can remember i've got salacious crumb behind me people can't see that at home but i have the one from uh the 20 anniversary or whatever it was the return of the I jedi annoying, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah he's super creepy but i, I it's funny probably. I have a battle beast over there. And oh, nice. Hold on, I gotta grab it just to show you. Yes. Hold on. Oh, yeah, it's this guy. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. I had him forever. Like, forever. I used to sleep with him at night, like a kid. Yeah. Like, what's sleep with the teddy bear? And it's actually not a good idea because it's rock solid. It's oh, like, wow. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's. I took it to college with me and everything. Freaking love this thing. <laughs> well, so how long have you been into Star Wars? Your whole life? Again, I was born, and then I was like just into Star Wars. That was it. That was your jam. I yeah. um I think it was actually one of my first childhood memories was uh when the I think it was A New Hope came out. They re well, it didn't come out. I mean, obviously, it was like in the seventies or so. But A New Hope was remastered and put out in theaters uh, again, and I remember being taken to the theater and I remember the whole trash compactor scene being like, what? <laughs> There's a thing in there. And I'm like, I was like, laser swords. This is cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's since I can possibly remember, I've always been into Star Wars. So are you a full Star Wars fan or are you original trilogy only? what do you think of the prequels? Um, 
I don't think I hated the prequels as much as everybody else did, but they're not my favorite. Um, I do see where everyone's coming from, but when I was growing up, when I saw Phantom Menace, I was just like, oh, sweet, another Star Wars movie. And actually, until I was like 15, I was like, wow, Jar Jar sucks. <laughs> At first, I was like, this funny, but that was because I was the age that he was catered to. Until I realized, wow, what the hell is this? Like, well, but... I think it's funny because like I, I was talking to some friends a while back, and they were like, "What happened to George Lucas? Is he changed as a person? He used to be George Lucas, the filmmaker, and he oh be- yeah, and he, he became George Lucas, the grandfather, and that's what you see in the prequels. And I think that well, he wanted to do everything where it was. I don't care. He he basically like Americanized it. He's like, I want it fast. I want it now, and I want it done. And he didn't, he saw money signs. He didn't do the stuff that he did with the old movies. Like the old movies, they used props that they found in yard sales. Half those costumes were like pieces of crap. They were like cookie trays and like pieces that were from cameras put into the armor and stuff. Like the 501st Legion like has better quality armor than the outfits that they had in the prequels. Or not the prequels, the, the original trilogy. And then he was just like, I don't care. Screw it. Have a movie. I'll have money. And I heard that George Lucas was actually rather upset with J.J. Abrams over a couple of things that they had artistic disagreements on. But then again, J.J. Abrams was like, go in your room and have a fluffy pillow and go away. <laughs> just go away. <laughs> like, I loved Force Awakens. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think it had a lot. I think it personally, I felt like it's the best Star Wars film we've seen in 17 years. And I, I can f- agree with that. Yeah, I think it's probably my third favorite, but it's like, I don't know, my uh, Empire. I think it's it's like up there with Empire. Yeah, I would I would have to go on the just on the spot. I'd have to go Empire, uh, New Hope, and then The Force Awakens. Ah, um, uh, Return of the Jedi is like one of my favorites because Luke Skywalker is not a little bitch, and I don't want to hear him whine. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, everyone yeah. has their own things they like in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And I think that's what's great about Star Wars is, especially with the original trilogy, is there's something for everybody. You know, you yep. have a strong female lead like Carrie Fisher. I mean, she was especially even even in the Force Awakens, like she still has that that toughness about her. I love Carrie Fisher. She's a really cool lady, and she was at a couple of conventions that I've been to at Tampa Bay Comic Con, and I'm really upset I didn't get to meet her because it was too busy, but. She's like a remarkable woman, and I thought that, I mean, I know she's aged, everyone ages, but she looked really good in that movie. I agree, and I, I felt the magic, like, I felt like I got goosebumps. I cried, FYI, I cried three times watching oh, The yeah, Force I Awakens. Oh, yeah, I cried four times, man. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> we but, cried together. <laughs> yeah, uh, I felt like that, that there was a scene, and also I felt like with the chemistry, I felt like it was, like, it never lost. Like, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, like... Oh. It was so good. They had it, and I and I also love how J.J. Abrams. He doesn't get to talk a lot about this, but the empowerment of women he has in this film. Oh, it's so good. It's just seamless. Yeah, and Ray is just an amazing character, and she doesn't feel forced. She doesn't feel like they're just trying to make her a female, and like she's super strong and confident. You feel mm-hmm. that. And they even make jokes about it too, like how. Uh, Finn is holding her hand. He's like, I don't need your hand to run, you know? And like, yes, yeah. yes. You're holding know? my hand. What do you got, a cute boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> it's just all those quotes. 
but yeah, de- definitely. I loved seeing the whole like women are pilots running around in the background, and that there were like more women. Like, uh, gosh, what's her name? A Captain oh Phasma. My God. Captain Phasma. Yeah, yeah, her. God, I was gonna say Brienne of Tarth <laughs> from Game of Thrones, <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, you know, they're all seamlessly there. And what I love is like, I know there's a whole giant feminist movement. And everyone's on like a Tumblr post about rah, 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 there needs to be more women representation. But what I loved was that they weren't shoving it down your throat. They weren't being like, look at the women represented in Star Wars. Take it. And it was just like, it was it was seamless. It wasn't forced. It was nice. And I liked like the Family Guy Star Wars where, <laughs> <laughs> where uh, Lois is like Leia. And she's like, who's this woman? And there's like the one other woman that gets up. And like is talking about how they're gonna destroy the Death Star, and she's like, "Oh, that's the other woman in the Star Wars universe." She's like, "I don't like her." <laughs> I was like, "That's exactly how I felt." It was like, now there's more girls. It's really, it was really well done, all around. Yeah, and I also loved. Uh, I mean, another character that I was unsure of until I saw him in the film was uh, Kylo Ren, because he was very mm-hmm. unknown. He was very like, "What is this character all about?" And to, f- to find out that, like, you know, he, he's so powerful. He doesn't know how powerful he is. He's not even fully trained. And the fact yeah. that he's the only character that I that I know from, and I could be wrong, but that I can recall that actually was born dark side that is seduced by the light side. And that's why Luke had to train him in the academy to try to wean that dark side off of him. And he couldn't do it. And Kylo Ren killed the whole academy. He killed all of his students. Like, that's how strong he was. And and Luke felt so responsible for, for everything. I mean, he at the end of the day, he wasn't able to uh, turn Kylo to the light side. So Kylo ends up killing his father, Han Solo. And like the, the look on Luke's face, and I, I've seen the movie four times already. Oh, okay. <laughs> the look on his face when Ray when comes up. When he looks up, at that sunset over the cave, this... he's just appreciating art and life. He's just chilling. I was here chilling the whole time. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I just got t- done taking a piss, you know, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm so artistic. Let me just look over this cascade of ocean. <laughs> and then he turns around and he sees Ray and like the look on his face. And I love John Williams's music there, the Jedi Steps oh, music. I and love then, John. <laughs> and then when he pulls it off, he mixes the music into uh, Luke's theme. I'm just like Goosebump City. I started tearing up right there. <laughs> yes, it was great. It was great. So that Great. shot has stayed with me, and I'm just like, now, because I wasn't sure. A lot of people were on the fence about J.J. Abrams. They were like, oh, well, he's a hit or miss no director way. or whatever, and I've always liked J.J., but, like, he's a fan, and he comes from that whole, you know, old-school way of making movies, and I love how things were organic, and you had, you know, the actual practical effects, real-world locations, and, like, I just appreciated all the uh, extra attention to detail that he gave uh, The Force I Awakens. I had so much faith in J.J. Abrams. So I was like, he's going to do it. There was a hashtag in J.J. We Trust. I saw that all over the place. <laughs> uh, one thing that I do actually have a bone to pick with uh, Star Wars is the only bone I do have to pick. And it's only because of my experience with Star Wars Episode Seven uh, When they were casting, because like we just said, there's no spoilers. And if you're still listening to this podcast and you're getting shit spoiled for you, you should probably just go away. Like, I don't even know why you're here. But anyway, um, they held auditions for episode seven. And everyone, I was in rooms with 5,000 people in one ballroom. Just 5,000 people in one tiny ballroom. There are plenty more people outside. 
And everyone was looking at each other being like, do I look like Carrie Fisher or Harrison Ford's kid? They all were doing that over and over and over again. And it was so stressful because we were all in the casting call room, people's faces and pulling them all apart. And then the part where you find out in the movie that Kylo Ren is Han Solo's kid and he takes the mask off. I was like, you don't fucking look like that. <laughs> and so I was like, you look nothing like them. And I got so mad. I was like, you look nothing. No, like, they don't look related at all. I was like, you're a goofy looking kid. I'm like, no. You know so nothing, was, Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he looked like, a, and his hair was perfect when he took the helmet off. So it was just freaking flawless. It was a shampoo commercial going, but <laughs> that was the only thing. That was like the only thing that I had an issue with was they don't look related. Well, it's weird because, like, you look at Ray, and Ray looks more like uh, Natalie Portman, and, and Natalie Portman, Keira Knightley, like if they had a baby, like she looks, she looks more like that. So that's the whole rumor, and we won't really know for a couple years uh, her origin or backstory. I hope it's well done. I would hate to be like, oh, it's Luke's daughter. Like that seems predictable, you know. I, I, well, I don't want that to happen. Like, what is he like? He's like fooling around, uh, you know, when he's doing his Jedi Academy and happens to have a oops, you know, like, I don't, I don't... I want him to be Lando's child. He'd be like, yeah, I'm cool. I drink cold 45 too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's actually how he got Cloud City. It was during the Imperial, uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Crap. And I just blew the whole joke. <laughs> it, it's it's the it, it was during the Imperial Prohibition. He was selling Colt forty five, and that's how oh, he got yeah. Cloud City. That's how the joke goes. He's smuggling it. He, he was smuggling the Colt forty five because I I've asked multiple times because the one thing I want a good buddy of mine actually has a framed uh picture of him uh, the Colt forty five ad that he got oh, yeah. he got yeah, him to that. sign it at like a convention and he's got it framed in his living room and I want one, but I don't want to seem racist. If that makes any sense. Like I feel really bad bringing that to him be like, Hey, will you sign this kind of exploitation? He knows he's a cool guy. He's like the coolest fucking guy. in the He's the only fucking black person in star Wars. Like he is so cool. He nuked all the other black people off the universe. Mace Windu's black. Yeah. Mace Windu and Finn now. Oh, well, yeah, Finn. But, I mean, think about it. For us kids when we were growing up, there was only one black dude in Star Wars, and it was Billy D. because he was, was a only one woman. Well, that's true. Yeah. Now we just need a black female character, so. Oh, I mean, the universe might implode if that happens. Well, they did uh, the, the alien lady that I don't know the name of that Mas was talking Kena. about. That has yeah. Luke's. Yeah, that's voice acted by. It looks like the old lady from Golden Girls. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Lupita Nyong'o um, from 12 Years yeah. a Slave, yeah. She affected that character. But yeah, there's a restaurant that I go to and around where I'm at, and uh, they have the they have like a lantern that's got the Colt 45 picture you're talking about. I actually know exactly where you're talking about in Gainesville, too, by the way. When, the top? Yep. Yep, you looked at that side? Well, yeah, because my brother's actually a sheriff in Gainesville, and my sister oh, lives yeah. there, too, so I come all the time. And that's one of his favorite places to take me because I'm like, any place you could actually get Colt 45 in a bar, I'm like, I'm going. Like, they I must go there. Colt 45 there. I word on the street is you could get a Colt 45. Yeah, I heard in the there. same thing. I've never, I've never tried because <laughs> I'm pretty white, but I've never tried. <laughs> word on the street is you could get a Colt 45. Allegedly, there. allegedly, allegedly, yeah. I will 
find out. <laughs> you want that? No, I just want to know. <laughs> I just want to know. Do you actually have it? Is it in the back? Yeah, you know? that's it. But like, there's like the lantern there when I'm getting food. I'm like, huh, that's cool. I always think about that whenever I go. Yeah, it's like it's like the Starbucks secret menu, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I don't usually go to Starbucks in order from their secret menu, but I do know they have a Captain Crunch uh, drink. Tastes just like Captain Crunch oops all berries. Oh wow, I had no idea. But, no, I had no idea either. The only secret menu I know about is In and Out with the animal style. That's oh, about it. Yeah. So. Like something X-rated. No, no, no. They put like uh, cheese and something on. I don't know. You you just go to In and Out Burger and tell them you want an animal style. Supposedly it's delicious. Oh, I thought you were talking about putting cheese in your coffee. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're talking about In-N-Out I'm fat and en- enough as it is. I don't need to put cheese in my coffee, too. Oh, hell yeah. You just put it in there. Stir it all up. I just stir it up with, like, a mozzarella stick, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. We're from Polk County, Deuce. <laughs> yeah, so. I know. Yeah. No, that sounds horrible. Um, I actually had another question for you because when I'm, when I'm going on your Instagram, I'm blown away by like your love of anime and i couldn't help but notice it, it, is it your uh welsh corgi is that your dog or yeah it's my dog oh super cute yeah. was He's that great. was that intentional or that that you love go, uh uh cowboy bebop or was that just happened that you were like i have to get a welsh corgi because i love uh cowboy not bebop? at all um i've always wanted a corgi forever my dad we used to um my dad owned his own business and he was a sprinkler guy he put irrigation systems all over um to keep like the grass growing and all that crap at horse farms and a lot of the farms in the wellington area had either jack russell terriers or corgis for some reason and when i was about eight or nine cowboy bebop was out at this time but i didn't know what anime was really besides dragon ball z I was just like, that's the only anime. There's only Dragon Ball Z forever. Because <laughs> I didn't know there were other ones out. And I remember there was this this one time my dad brought me out to a job site specifically for me to take this dog and get it away from him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like this he was like, this freaking dog always wants to play fetch with me all the time. And like, I can't play fetch with it. I have to work. And so he brought me out there and um this dog played fetch so much, its tongue ripped and was bleeding. And wanted to play fetch so much. And it was so happy. And um, one time, I guess it came out to my dad when I wasn't there. And my dad threw the stick in a pond. So it wouldn't, it would just leave him alone. And the dog like never let my dad live it down. And would just run up to him and bark and then run to the pond and bark and then run up and down. And this dog would piss my dad off. And I thought it was so funny. And so I was like, dude, I want one of these dogs. (laughs) They're really obnoxious and silly. And then. I saw Cowboy Bebop and it just so happened to have a corgi. I was like, oh, that's cool. And like, I'm usually against the grain about a lot of things. And so a lot of people were like, oh, get a corgi and name it Ein. It's like, no, <laughs> that's too expected. Like, that's not fair to the dog. They're going to live their life and be named Ein. Like, corgi owners who don't even like anime know about Ein. Like, because people tell them that all the time. But I got her about three years ago. And uh, the only thing that influenced it was that I wanted a red and white quirky, but that was about it. Um, but I've used her for Cowboy Bebop shoots a lot. She's she's great. Like the problem is that Faye Valentine and I don't like each other in the show, and a lot of people have asked me to put Cheza in pictures with me as Faye Valentine. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is that she likes me too much. So in all the photos, she doesn't want to look like she doesn't like me. 
And so she's always looking at me and smiling. And so I'm like, no, stop. Like, you can't, you don't look right. <laughs> like, <laughs> stop looking like you love me. <laughs> now, you said that you started off with Dragon Ball Z. No, I don't know how you started off, but with me, it was uh, Toonami. Like, that yep. was... That was my jam. Like you got the the reboot, you got uh, Ronin Warriors, like all those shows you got to watch, and then of course Dragon Ball Z, and then like I fell in love with anime from that point on. That was like my first introduction to anime, and now I'm just like, give me friends tell me about all this different anime. They're like, hey, have you heard this show? Have you seen this show? And I love it. It's like a gateway drug. Dragon Ball Z. It's like you're like, oh, there's this. I need more. Give it. Come here. Bring it to me now. You know. <laughs> and uh, yeah. It was Dragon Ball Z. They had Gundam Wing. Yep. And then they played Sailor Moon, and I was like, "Ugh, come on, stop! Like, move on to something else." And then they would play Yu Yu Hakusho, and um, then I watched Adult Swim, and that's how I found Cowboy Bebop. And if I remember correctly, it was it would play Yu Yu Hakusho, Fruits Baskets, which I never really watched, <laughs> and then it would play uh. Family Guy for no reason, and then it would play Dragon Ball Z, Cowboy Bebop, Wolf Strain, Trigun, and then Loop in the Third. Yep. And I was like, that was that was your Saturday night till five a.m. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna watch all the anime. So, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like for a lot of anime fans that like Adult Swim is kind of like the gateway drug to anime. Spoon feeds you to the yeah. anime. Even even if you don't like it, you still watch it because you didn't have Netflix or anything where you can just be like, oh, we have to wait. Like you just be like, oh, I'm gonna be tortured by watching this other show that's subpar and <laughs> just to get to the one you really wanted to get to. Yeah, exactly. Now, are you an anime purist? And and for those at home that know what that means, uh, do you listen to uh, the Japanese audio with subtitles, or do you not care? Oh, um. That's hilarious because you're like, oh, let me clear it up to the people at home who don't know. I'm one of those people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, and for the guy on the couch, what is an anime the anime <laughs> <laughs> Um, I the, for the for the work that I do, I I can't like lately as of the last two years, I don't have time to really sit and like watch. So I need to have the dub so I can hear it while I work. Um. There is some shows that I that I've heard are absolutely like a lot of people that I know that our peers will tell you to never look at the dub. But for example, uh, Gurren Lagann, I watched I watched the dub and I was like, wow, this is a total ripoff of Fallout. But whatever. And then um, the like it was kind of insufferable, and it was just kind of stupid. And then I heard that the Japanese version is better. And I, w I watched an episode of that with the Japanese version, and it was a lot better because they took a lot of artistic freedom to be really perverted with the American thing because they wanted to sync up the words to the mouth. And I was like, wow, that's terrible. And then I've heard Kill a Kill's better uh, if you read the subtitles than watch it, but I don't like any of those <laughs> at all. But what? that's not usually... I'm really picky about the anime I like. Well, I was going to bring up another one because uh, I feel like with a lot of people that watch anime, Neon Genesis Evangelion has always been like the weird wild card. Like some yeah. people like it. Some people don't oh, get I it. it. Break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you cosplayed as uh, Asuka, right? I think. And, no, uh, I was Ray. Oh, you're Ray, right? Yeah. I didn't look anything like myself. <laughs> yeah. You look like a different person. And I remember. Yeah. Not many people dug that because I didn't look like me. 
but do you, do you are you a big fan of the show or you just did it because you you like that look of the character um i got sponsored by a latex suit company and one of their options was ray and they were willing to they wanted to give me one of the suits for their for uh me to sponsor that would be sponsored by them and so i was like wow that's a cool outfit and then i watched the anime and it's pretty good dated but it's pretty good um but it's definitely a heavy influence of animes from that point forward. Like yeah, it influenced a lot. It's very slow moving now. It's not very, it doesn't, it's kind of very dated. Yeah. And even like the anime, like the art style, you could definitely tell it's from a different period. And uh, a lot of shows, like you said, are influenced by it. Like the whole tech Gundam kind of thing. Like people, we're like, oh, this is kind of like a Robotech Macross kind of thing, you know. Like people yeah. were taking influence from that, and you could see like it's like a it's like a love letter to that type of tech, but it's also very very dark. Talks about all kinds of weird topics, and there's death, and like it's really strange at the very end, and so it's <laughs> not for everybody. That's that's why I brought it up because like eh, not have everyone. Have you seen Berserk? I've heard of it. I've not seen it. Oh my god! You can't talk about fucked up until you see Berserk. Holy! It's messed up. Huh? It's brutal, man. It's yeah. very. Brutal. It is. Uh, Game of Thrones can't touch it, man. Nothing can touch it. It's it's its own caliber of messed up. Um, but it's good, and it makes you hurt. Like I've never seen a movie. Well, it's because it's three. The ones that I watched are the three part movies. Um, I've never had a movie ever in the history of my life where I've watched all the way to the end and sat there and looked at a wall and was like, what happened to like everybody? I don't know what happened. And like, you just feel so empty because it just messes with you so much. Like, and what didn't help was that I finished Berserk and then I watched Evangelion and I was like, oh, whatever. Then distance, I have no emotions. Um, it's a it's a three part movie. Don't watch the old ones, the old the old shows that they had because they're really really dated and slow. Um, the movies I think were I think I believe they were made in two thousand fourteen thirteen. They were really new, and uh, it's like a it's like medieval type of uh, era, and it's a definite like revenge love story. It's very 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 hardcore it's named berserk for a very good reason um but i i really really like it uh it was also released in i think japan uh it was rated nc-17 and it was only released in the theaters between like the hours of 1 a.m to 6 a.m so you couldn't a little kid couldn't stumble in there by accident they wanted to make sure that like nobody could go in attack on titan is weak <laughs> <laughs> Like Evangelion's weak. Any any anime just it just slams it on the ground. It's like you cannot touch it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to definitely check that out. I have a link I will let you see it if you want. But sure. Very good. Very good. Definitely. Uh we're gonna take a small break and we'll be back with uh more Danica Rockwood. This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Video Games Monthly. You may have heard us talk about this one, but you have to check out Video Games Monthly. They're a monthly subscription service that delivers retro video games right to your door, and you never have to send them back. VGM is a must for gamers who love retro video games and are trying to build or rebuild their collection. Every month they send out a variety of games, both well-known retro favorites to the unique ones, so make sure you consistently get a well-rounded gaming experience. 
Video Games Monthly offers boxes of 3, 4, or even 10 games for any combination of NES, SNES, Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, and both Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Take a look at their website at www.videogamesmonthly.com to sign up for your monthly variety of retro video games. And remember to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. with Johnny Deuce. I'm Johnny. And I'm Deuce. And of course, we're back with our good friend Danica Rockwood. And uh, I wanted to talk to you about video games because you had this shot, one of your Instagram pictures of you holding Star Wars Battlefront. And I wanted to get your shot or get your take on the game itself because obviously we talked about our love of Star Wars. What do you think of the game? I'll give it a C minus. Okay. (laughs) I'm, I'm right about with her on that one. I might just say a straight C, but yeah, it's not... It's not as good as I wanted. And wh- it's a uh, Call of Duty Black Ops with John Williams on, which I have no problem with, but it's not like badass. It's fun to play with your friends, and then when you're by yourself, you don't want to play it. Would you prefer a single player campaign edition? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. That would have been pretty cool. Well, I had a question for you. I'm having the problem with all the guns feel the exact same. Are you having the exact same problem? Um, Yeah, because I don't switch my guns out very often because okay. they all feel the same. Well, yeah, they all feel the same. Like, cause we, we actually, in an episode we did earlier today, I was talking to Johnny because I'm like a big Call of Duty fan. Each gun feels different in a Call of Duty game. Like, even if it's an assault rifle... All the assault rifles feel a little different. They play a little different. But with Star Wars, all the blasters, except for the heavy blasters, feel the exact same. It's basically like which one looks prettier in my hand is the only yeah. choice I'm making. It's yeah. it, There's no effect change that's happening. It's just the aesthetics. Yeah, I agree. I have the limited edition thingy with Han Solo's blaster Yeah, I in got it. that too, and Han Solo's blaster didn't do anything better than any other blaster yeah, did. high damage, but the, the recoil on it is annoying. It's a beast. Yeah, like if you don't get him shot one, you're just you're just done. You fall backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my bearings. I don't know what's going on. It reminds me when I was seven and my dad gave me a double-barrel shotgun and he didn't tell me that not pull both of them at the same time, and I shot both barrels at the same time and I fell on my ass. It sounds yeah. about the exact same. That little gun's got a lot of kick in it. But yeah, yeah exactly. the one is um I stream it sometimes with uh, my brother and a couple of other people and it's it's fun for that, but it's not really like something that I'm gonna play when I'm bored. No, it seems like it's more like a party game. Like it, when your friends are on, you're like, "Hey, do you all want to jump on and play this?" Because you exactly. guys all have it. Like you want to play it, but it's not something like competitive, at least in my opinion. Because at least yeah. with Call of Duty, I feel like there's a competitive nature to it, and I feel like, man, I'm doing something. But to me, it's like who got the drop on who. If I get the drop on you, I'm going to beat you, and if you get the drop on me, I'm going to beat me. There's no strategy. <laughs> yep. I've streamed it, and uh, I have a highlight reel of uh, uh, my brother and I playing uh, Hero Mode. And on Hero Mode, you can play as Darth Vader or um, 
like Lord Sidious or Boba Fett or Luke or Leia or Han. And like, it was just really funny because he was playing as um, Luke and I was playing as Vader and we were like making bad dad jokes and just being obnoxious. And I have fun with it with that, but um, playing it on a regular basis, no thanks. I'm more of an RPG person. Well, that, that brings up my next question. Uh, what else are you playing this year? Oh, <laughs> I need to finish Metal Gear, Fan of Pain. We haven't I've, started it yet. We we both had We it. both bought it for Black Friday, and we haven't touched it. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't even gotten quiet yet, even though I cosplayer. But whatever. I saw all her cutscenes, so I don't care. I know her story. <laughs> um, I am currently playing Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider. Nice. On the Xbox One. Um, what else? Am I, I just finished Life is Strange. I don't know if you guys know that that game is. I yeah, do. I yeah. heard that was a lot, a lot of fun. It's an episodic Very game oh, for those at home. Is. Yeah, they I don't finished know. It two days ago, and it is rough, rough ending. <laughs> like everybody and, told me, it's like a meat grinder. They're like, you got to be ready for this. You can't just like jump into this thing. It's gonna be happy, happy, fun time. You're gonna go through the grinder. It, yeah, you are. You definitely are. Because the thing is, is it's such like an indie film esque, really pretty game, and you're like, yeah. Oh, and they're just like Rah! and you're like whoa <laughs> like it's it's rough i don't want to give anything away about that and then um i can't really remember i i was playing dying light for a while but that was a lot of it is for twitch um but but life is strange is not a very good video game to play on twitch because it's a story mode it's like watching a movie and a lot of people will come in and out on twitch and not know the context or anything so they're going to be lost and I actually played that by myself. Um, I finished that like two days ago, and now I'm just stuck on what I've been playing. I keep keep meshing it all in with what I've been watching on Netflix as a video game. Cause, you like, playing Fallout like, at all? Fallout 4? No, I don't like Fallout. <laughs> okay. I don't like Fallout because I would rather walk around Chernobyl in real life if I was going to do that. But I need to give it a shot for Fallout 4, like the new one that came out. That was 4, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, me and Bethesda have a very love-hate relationship. I love the story ideas. I love the la- the worlds they build, but I hate the mechanics. I hate the graphics. I hate the freaking everything they do. Um, it bothers me. If I wanted to play a game that looked like Windows ninety five game, oh, then ouch. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Fallout Four is graphics look a lot better. Um, they looks like they have cleaned up a lot of things that I disliked, but I'm I can't sit there and like waste seven hundred hours of my life. Exactly why I haven't finished Metal Gear. Um, I don't have the time to do that mm-hmm. anymore. Well, you'll be happy to know uh, Fallout Four is the best, um, and I've been told by other people as well. I'm not only by myself on this that it's the best mechanically that a Bethesda game has ever felt in your hands. Like it's mechanically sound. the The gun combat is fantastic. Uh, crafting, crafting system is fantastic, and also I'm a little biased because I've logged 150 hours into the game already. Um, yeah, and uh, I love it. I, I'm having a blast with it. It's well, good. It's it's fantastic. So if you ever do get it, well, I, I think... am going to. Um, I have I live with a bunch of gamers, and they're getting Fallout 4. We don't have Fallout 4. We're finishing the Witcher Wild Hunt right now. Oh, okay. Um, but it's definitely going to be in this household. Uh, I've played I've played all the Fallout's. I've played. 
Skyrim. I've played Oblivion. Um, I've even played a bunch of other, like, okay, here's an example. My roommate and I, we are going to get rid of a bunch of video games because we had a bunch of clutter. We were like, let's go turn in a bunch of video games to GameStop and then get some, get two points for 60 pounds of games. Like, let's just go do that. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So we, um, I put all the video games in a pile that I wanted to get rid of. And then every single one, he was like, wow, you really hate Bethesda. Every single game was a Bethesda game. And if you turn the back on this one game that I got out of a $5 bin, it was produced by Bethesda. Bethesda. And I didn't even know they all had that in common. I was like, wow, I just really hate Bethesda. And like, I feel really bad because I go to PAX Prime every year. Bethesda has a booth there. And they're like, hey. And I'm like, I'm going to (laughs) leave. But what upsets me is the first video game I ever played, completed and finished the first time in my life ever was Doom. And Bethesda has its hands on the new Doom game, and I'm like, don't you, don't, don't mess it up, mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> I really what, don't want. What did you think of Skyrim? Because I I put about 212 hours into that game, and I haven't finished it yet. It's I get lost in that world. I don't know if that's if you understand that. I like I I, I love the music, Jeremy Soul. I'm a huge score the music guy. Is awesome. I love. I love- I love music uh, in games and in movies. I'm a big, like, I look at the or- orchestrations and I look at the composer. Like, I buy the soundtracks, the CDs, the vinyls. Yep. Like, I'm that into the, the music in games. So, like, yep. I, that the, between the world and, sure, a lot of the NPCs are very same model, same voice. But, like, I, I just got lost in that world. And I, I get lost in that world when those people look all the same, <laughs> a voice actor. And when the camera zooms in, it goes, and then it locks right on their face. And it doesn't even change camera angle. It's less cinematic. It's like, oh, let's zoom in from the bust of your shoulders up. Yeah. I, I, there's I, things in it, for sure. But I, I even had the weaker version. I had the PS3 version, which took a while for it to work. Uh, the the you know inferior version, but I love just going and exploring, and and, and the world yeah. is so vast, and the music playing behind it, and like finding people or finding quests that I didn't know about, and just running into caves and and stuff, and finding cool items, and I just love just exploring, and I think that's why I love Fallout Four so much, is it rewards you for exploring, like anything oh, yeah. that you find in the game, you can use to craft something, like nothing is wasted, so you don't feel like your time is being is being wasted like you feel like everything you do has a purpose and has a progression to it i think that's why because I, I actually didn't like uh magus or fallout 3 much i got yeah. bored really bored easily yeah and uh i think with fallout 4 i'm just there's something to do everywhere i turn you know which is why i, I think i liked it a lot but you said rpgs like what what what, what are some of your favorite rpgs uh mainly bioware stuff they're cinematic they're well thought out well written all the characters are developed um female and male um they link a lot of really good personalization of characters uh about 40 40 60 i think like 60 percent of bioware employees are female um not trying to get on the feminist side but that just helps to show that they are well-rounded in um dialogue with development of characters and all that it's very very diverse um they make characters that you can fall in love with uh, in all sorts of ways. And they make you care about your team members in like Mass Effect. So like Mass Effect 3, a lot of characters get killed off and they make you care. So actually like unpopular opinion. I don't know. Do you guys play Mass Effect at all? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't like Tally. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she died. She shot herself in the head when I sided with the, I think it's the, it's not the Geth. 
the Prothean, I don't remember. I don't remember. The, the, I forget the dude's name. I sided with the one robot dude. God damn it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I sided with either. him, and she was like, no. And she she jumped off the cliff, and I was like, bye, Tally. And then I turned around, and I left. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> but they they have a, it's just like all their games. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Jade Empire. Jade Empire is yeah. underrated, actually. I don't. There's a lot of people that haven't played that game. Um, I was surprised to hear that. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard a lot of people haven't played that. And then there's um, Mass Effect, obviously, and Dragon Age Origins got me through a lot of hard times in my life. <laughs> I rescheduled my SATs to play more Dragon Age. Oh, nice. I was like, that can wait. <laughs> well, I had a question because I. When I was combing through your Instagram, I saw this amazing. I didn't know it was you at first. It, 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 that was you as Liara, right? That was you. Yeah. Yeah. You look like you look a. You look like her, and b. You look like from another world, like literally, like you look yeah. like a totally different person. Like, how did that work? Like, what was that? I mean, what, I was, I'm curious. That's a prosthetic I made. Um, I have a time lapse video on my YouTube channel of me making that. The headpiece alone cost me about 375 hours of my own life. Um. I made that whole thing myself from stuff I learned on YouTube. And um, it was, I got my head dunked in a plaster cast and I removed my head out of that. If you, you have to come really far back to find two years ago when I got my head cast. This is funny. I had like just, I had a picture where I took like a selfie and it was plaster all over my face and you just couldn't even see, you couldn't identify who I was. It was great. <laughs> But I got a plaster cast of myself and I got this type of clay. It's called protolina clay and it never dries. And I worked on sculpting that into the head tentacle pieces that the Asari race aliens have in Mass Effect. And um, once I got all the textures right, it took me about two, three weeks to sculpt it. And I wanted, I even put the scaling in the veins and everything. Like I found a net. I went to Publix. <laughs> Publix is the grocery store around us, if you don't know. Um, and I was just looking at fruit for a while and like, I would grab all the different fruits and like hold them up and look at the texture. Cause I was trying to make stamps out of them to mimic the scales of the Asari race. And so this, this guy comes over and goes, ma'am, can I help you? I'm like, no, and I'm holding an orange and I'm holding a lime. And I'm just like looking at them like really intense, like at the peel of the texture. I'm like, I don't need your help here. And she's <laughs> like, Okay. And she leaves, but I I textured it with uh, fruit netting, like the netting that holds like garlic and stuff. Oh yeah. And um, when that was done, I casted it in another set of uh, plaster. It's a, called a gypsum cement uh, type of plaster, and I made a mold out of that. I could show you because right now we're on camera, but when we're on podcast, it's not even going to go anywhere, so it doesn't even matter. Basically, I made like a fossil of the the cast it's like a negative and i enclosed those together and i poured 407 uh liquid latex into it and i cured it meaning meaning letting it dry for about 58 hours i pulled it out and i took all the trimmings off and i airbrushed it and um that's that's how i made that part <laughs> <laughs> and then um putting the makeup on takes a long time it takes six hours wow i don't wear liara very often i've only worn her completely and fully once and that was a lot of work for wearing something one time. They really need to man up and wear it again, but I really don't want to wear it again. Well, Six hours of makeup, you can't turn your head, you can't make facial expressions, 
Otherwise, your steam's going to pop off, and you can't hear. So, like, when I have to turn, I have to, like, stiff turn like that to, to even look at you. Yeah, like and a lot neck brace people, or something. Exactly. A lot of people were like, hey, can I take your photo? And I'm walking past them because I can't hear them. <laughs> and they're like, wow, you're rude. I'm like, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a, it was a very very large project. I also completed that in a month. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that took a lot of time. That was all I did for a month. It was just that. I'd come home, do that. Now, do you then, keep a database or Excel spreadsheet of like all the different things you've cosplayed or can? Because like I saw like just endless things of pictures of you just cosplaying all over the spectrum. You know, like how do you keep track um, of all of it? I know for a fact that I. Like I half-assed, made like a collage for the end of this for the end of 2015, and the ones I could roughly find, I I made 17 costumes that year. But that's, I know I made more. I know I made way more. I think I made because I remember when I went to another convention, a guy asked me the same question. We were scrolling through my portfolio book, and um, I think I at least have 22 that I did this year, but 17 I know I have photos of, and I think in total of me cosplaying whatsoever, I think I have at least 45 costumes. Wow. <laughs> Do you have a favorite yeah. or something that you cosplay more often or like a, a signature cosplay that you, you go to? signature that I, I, I feel, I feel like this is kind of like a cocky thing to talk about, but yeah, it's a, my signature one that I do know that people have known me the most for is Bastila from Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that one of the other signatures is Quiet from Metal Gear. Um, that blew up. That went everywhere. The Nerdist put it up. Uh, the Nine Gag got it there, too. It was front page of Reddit a couple of times. It was all over the chive. It was like all. It was on BuzzFeed for a while. It was like crazy. It went everywhere. <laughs> and, but those two, those two. The ones that I would like to be known for don't usually get that way at all. But the ones that I kind of was like, oh, okay. It was like, blew up. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. Like, you never get to pick which one is going to be the internet's favorite. Sure. I actually had a question for you was about Game of Thrones because you've, you've probably, you've, like you said, I'm trying not to ask questions you always get. It's oh, tough, no. though. But uh, have you, have you A, ever done a Sansa Stark? Oh my God! Really? <laughs> no, I, you probably get asked this a lot because you you look just like her, and when you have the red wig on, like I'm no joke, and I have a thing. And my wife said it's a gift. Like I have a way of profiling faces, yeah, and I'm able to like tell, able to match people's faces to celebrities instantly. Yeah, yeah. And I could see like nose, eyes, spacing between your eyes, the dimples, and all I that. Did, like I've been asked that so much. It was like one time I've like actually many of times I've posted my cosplays on Reddit, and a lot of people have been like, "Dude, Sansa Stark," and I've been like. But I hear that one more goddamn time. But it's like everyone's telling me of it. But she's just she needs to be a badass. Well, for me you should be Jean Grey, right? Because she's gonna be Jean Grey in the X Men Apocalypse. There you go. Ooh. Oh yeah. You should I do, that. do that. Okay, maybe, maybe I'll have to do that because I like X Men. But Sansa needs to stop crying, pick <laughs> a man up, and then I'll do it. Also, her hair's insane, like insanely styled. I can't style my own hair. You see, I gracefully shoved it into a beanie today. Well done. <laughs> but no, I, I, uh, I've been asked that a lot. And um, the only thing stopping me is, is, is that she's just a little bitch. <laughs> I don't like Have that. you read the books? 
Yes, uh, but not not Dance with Dragons. So I haven't gotten up to there. What but... do you think overall with the show? Like, because I know there's some people that are like read books and the sh- and the show. They're kind of like dividers. Like, what, do you have um, like a? I think uh, I think I used to have a more opinionated opinion uh, like two years ago, but I think I've 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 let it go. <laughs> but I do have no idea where the the show is going anymore because I know that they have gotten a lot off topic and off book. And I'm really upset that they haven't even thrown in Lady Stoneheart at all. So one thing I agree with, because I, not to ruin it for non-book readers, because they don't even know who Lady Stoneheart is. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was going to be so awesome to see. And where is she? And I was expecting it. I was like, dude, because they were supposed to have it in not this season, but the season before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're going to they're gonna put her in at the very end. And they didn't. I know exactly and, what you're talking about. And I was and like, this, what? Then I'm like, they're going to put her in. And she's still not there. Nope. <laughs> and so she went where? Like, she needs to come out. Yeah, it, it almost feels like they're making its own separate entity in a way. Like, the books are its own thing and the show is its own thing. And that's kind of the way it feels to me. My theory is that George R. R. Martin has been in communications and talks with the production company of HBO for his his adaptations and stuff. And he damn well knows that he takes too long to write his books. I mean, and he doesn't, he doesn't owe anything. God damn it. Now my cat's going to keep me out. <laughs> Your cat sounds cute. Yeah. yeah people, he, he likes to talk, <clears throat> but he's been, he doesn't owe his fans anything. He doesn't have to write the books fast. Like I'm a fan of, you know, take your time for quality, sure. but they've been in discussion of what would happen if he died um, and where would the story go after this? And they are meeting each other halfway. I don't know where they're going, but they're sure as hell they're going to meet each other halfway. I have faith in that. HBO does a good job. So they not ever let me down before. Sopranos HBO, was it? Yeah, HBO. Okay, well, maybe they let me down that one time, but they <laughs> haven't let me down other time. But Sopranos was the greatest. What are you talking about? Like 99% of it was great, right? I hate the Journey song because Stupid ending Sopranos. Oh no! I love Don't Mr. stop Sopranos. eating and eating French fries. And everything's good. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point about HBO. They they overall have always put a high bar for uh, production and values in their shows. Even yeah. something like The Leftovers, which is for those who haven't seen The Leftovers, oh, that's, that's a, a hard, meat grinder. That's hard oh, watch. That, that beats your Berserker in the face. That's a hard watch. Have but... you seen Berserk though? I have not seen Berserk, but I can tell you <laughs> this is going to beat it in the face. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that 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 is like the the worst show on television when it comes to like just uh like once I'm done watching that I'm like. Is there some cartoons? Can I watch some Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yeah, like, you can watch some Berserk right after. No, <laughs> no, not that kind of cartoons. I need nice, happy cartoons. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my goodness! Not after, finished, yeah, the leftovers. Um, I finished making a murder right after I finished uh, Life is Strange, and I didn't have any emotions anymore. How was it? I haven't, I haven't watched making, making a murder. murder. Oh, it hurts. This is the thing is, it's a real story. So it's even more screwed up because, um, you know, it's real. Ooh. And it's just, it, I went and I found all the petitions and I was like, I'm signing everything. He needs a fair trial. There's like 200,000 petitions if I saw earlier today online. There was a there's a I, I know from college because therefore I'm an accurate person to, you know, like say this because I'm so educated and all. But uh, 
it was a .gov website, so I know that's a legit source. So I signed to change.org, which I know has been valid, and I signed a .gov uh, petition. So that's, I wasn't going to sign like 80 of them all day, but... So for those at like at home that don't know is like is it a, like a documentary style like it's yep. a 10 episode documentary series they cover everything they cover the crime he was allegedly committed two of them and they cover the whole trial and they cover the backstory between lawyers and just they get down down to the bare minimum the only thing that I do think without giving anything away only issue that I do find is that if he is qualified for another fair trial this whole documentary has blown up so much that it's going to be hard finding unbiased juror members. Oh, that's a good point. So it's just going to be like, oh, have you seen the documentary? Get out. <laughs> it's going to be hard. And then how are you going to know that, like, if someone, like a jury member, say, because like, I don't know if you guys have done jury duty, but when you go up there and they have to do jury selection, they ask you what your biases are. And if they try to keep it on the low key where they don't want it to have, like, a, be known as a Stephen Avery case, how do they be like, have you ever seen Making a Murder? And then people raise their hand like, get out. But what if they're like, oh, dude, this is a Stephen Avery trial. I really want to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. How are you like, that's rigged. So that's that's the only thing that I think is counterproductive for that documentary to be a thing. Well, that's the same thing that happened with Serial. I don't know if you've heard of that podcast. It's, it's influenced off of that story from what I've heard. Yeah. So because like it, it's... It, it may it, it when something with making a murder it skews reality because like it's a real thing and but when you watch Netflix you want to go watch entertainment something to like folk keep your attention on and I like I said I haven't seen this show but from what other people are telling me is like that what gets to them is that this is at the end of the day you're like this is real life like yeah you know you just watch this thing happen and you're like wow this this is real you know and adds an extra everything but that's another thing is, is like if it's real life i usually don't feel as bad spoiling things sure like, that's real like it's public record and yeah. like of he like i just said like there's there's petitions out for him to get their trial he's clearly still stuck in jail mm -hmm. he's not coming out until like further notice but yeah like he doesn't get out mm -hmm. <laughs> so like it's just tough womp womp spoiler <laughs> alert <laughs> Yeah, but I, I finished that, and then in, in Life is Strange, there's, like, murder and death in that, too, and I was like, everything's dead, and everything's corrupt, and everything's messed up. Well, sometimes, like Deuce said, you need a palate cleanser. You know, you got to watch something. You got to watch kinda... some Archer, man. You got to get some <laughs> Archer, like, or some oh, Aqua Teen, and just, like, you know, kumbaya, circle it out, man. I go watch, like, a Miyazaki film or something, you know, just be like... I'm oh, just gonna relax. Oh, Grave of Fireflies, and so he can cry again. <laughs> yeah, bring that one up. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I gotta feel so good. I'm gonna watch children die. Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> really like *How's Moving Castle*. You know, something nice and it has a good story, and it's it's. I beautiful. like to hurt. I, I like to hurt really bad. <laughs> well, it's weird because like when you talk about films or televisions that have like a really dark subject matter, like sometimes you have to be like for some people you have to be in like that right frame of mind to be able to get into it. And like, another movie that's really famous now, uh, *Requiem for a Dream*. Uh, oh, yeah. That movie ends; it's depressing the whole entire way, and it ends in a very depressing way. And you, when you're done watching the film, you're like. Ah, well, that was two hours. Like you like the movie, but you're like, man, that was depressing, and like, and you feel yeah. down yourself. You know, you're like, oh. Hold on, I gotta let this cat out. He's just sure. gonna keep. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> 
I know, Kat. Well, go. All right, we're good. Cat's out. He wanted to stay in here, and then he was like, "No, out now." <laughs> so, is there uh, any anything else that you're kind of looking forward to through the year of 2016? I don't know. Are there any events that you're working or anything like that you want to talk about? I'm working on a build that is a complete full body suit of armor, and I'm so excited. Um, I don't want to give anything away at all because it's. It's a secret, but I've been working my ass off paying for this. And uh, I don't really know when it's going to be done, but it should be done this year. And I'm just super stoked. Nice. So if people want to find out where your conventions are going to, they can just go to your Facebook page or your website yeah. or anything like that? I, I'm Yeah, I announced my bookings. I'm booked for one event this year so far. It's Geek Fest um, that I actually have a contract over that I'm signing. The rest of them are still in talks. But I'm not really aiming at booking a lot this year i mean i'm gonna have no problem like if people want to book me i will look into it but i'm not trying to do what i did the last two years where i at least had two to three events every every month oh, for wow. like that's years. busy i kind of like staying home and working on costumes mainly this year my main focus is paying off this commission piece with the armor um really stepping up photos and really stepping up costuming it's not necessarily booking and traveling. And I really do want to focus on Twitch a little bit more because I'm looking at getting a gaming PC and that's expensive. Sure. And um, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> no, do you, when it comes to Twitch, do you have, is it all within your Danica Rockwood name or is it a separate? Yeah. Okay. Everything's Danica Rockwood. Awesome. So you guys can go online and Google it. We'll put a couple links in the description. Yeah. Uh, of this episode as well. People can go find you and, and uh, be your friend and all that stuff. So, Yeah. <laughs> well, Deuce, anything else you want to talk about? Are we good? No, man. Yeah. Awesome. We, you well, killed it. I know. It's been like an hour already. Can you believe it? It's been, wow, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So this is the happy hour. So yep. we're, we're having a good time. And uh, we it's really... Happy hour. And, yeah. And thank you so, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule yeah. to talk to no us. We, we really, really, really appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> awesome. And this will go out, this episode uh, will go out the following Tuesday. So we'll let sure. you know when that's ready so you can check it out and share it or whatever you want to do with it. And uh, it'll be fun. So cool. awesome. Well, so we'll, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, have a great night. And we'll, we'll uh, stay in touch. Yeah. All right. Later. All right. Later. Night. All right, Johnny. And that was our amazing interview with Danica Rockwood. You can find her on Facebook. You can go to Danica Rockwood dot store dot com and get all of her prints yep you can find her on instagram twitter all she also has a patreon.com for slash danica and david for uh david love photography they're yeah, working yeah. together for all that go check it out there's some cool perks for all the different tiers that you can get and uh just go give her some love you know tell her the happy hour giant deuce sent you and uh yeah she's she's an awesome person super into all kinds of things and be on the lookout for her awesome armor piece that she's kind of had under wraps so check that out and she'll uh, let you know when whenever she's around to do a convention. So yep. go see our work. And uh, Deuce, how do people find us on the internet? You can find us at HH Podcast Show. Also hit us up, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Also, we're running a special for the first two people that email us, I want tickets to Ignition Inc. We will give you a set of two tickets to go to Ignition Inc. Like I said, just hit us up, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And, of course, you can hit us up on the Twitter machine. We don't have one. We've got two, but we've got three hashtags. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast, hashtag HH Podcast Show, and hashtag 
Deuces, Deuces on, on the, the loose. loose. Later. See ya. Thank you.